it's lights out and away we go. Well, guys and girls, and welcome back to the F1 podcast. I'm joined by David. Viva Mexico! <laughs> yeah, I am not even going to pronounce it. Is it Grand P- Grand Primo de la? Yeah, no. Fernandez Rodriguez or something like that. I have no idea. Autodromo Hermanos Rodriguez, Mexico City. Yeah, it was the actual title for the the uh, race. It's oh. like Grand Primo de la. De la Ciudad de Mexico to 2023. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, why can't you just call it the Mexican Grand Prix? Why do we have to call it all these fancy names? <laughs> but, because then they go to the American Grand Prix and be which one? <laughs> well, yeah, that's true because. Yeah. Because you've got Miami, haven't you? you got Miami, then... got Miami, you got Goldie, Cole, you've um, got... And then we've got <laughs> Vegas. Yeah. But... I will ask, how much did you see? FP1, quality and race. Well... I... I know we don't normally do this, but I'm actually going to hand over to David for the practice one bit, because... I didn't see it. You missed it, haven't you? It's a free practice one. Um, it was the battle of the reserve drivers because we're getting near the end of the season. Plenty of teams had red reserve drivers out for Haas in Oliver Behrman, Isaac Hadjar in the Alpha Tower, Jack Duhan in the Alpine. Doing. Doing. Frederick Vesti in the Mercedes and Theo Pouchard in the Alfa Romeo. Of so, which in the bat. Go ahead. So they had Pacher, Frederick Vesti, Be- Oliver Behrman. Yeah. Who else was that? Jack Dewan. And Jack Dewan. And Isaac Hajar. And which one was Hajar? He was in the Alpha Tower. Right, so there's only five. So that, le- that left five other teams not running reserves. They've either got the allocations, or I reckon we could see a few. Um... Apparently, there's a double at Abu, Abu Dhabi. I was going to say, because the thing is, you look at this season, they don't want to run reserve drivers at sprint races. No. I believe. So you only practice session. Yeah, I believe. And nobody's going to want to run a sprint driver at Vegas. Yeah, I believe. Because your main driver's going to want the track time. Yeah, I believe there's a double by Red Bull at Abu Dhabi. Mm. Is that right, Dad? Yeah, that's what I've heard. I mean, in the, battle, in the battle of the reserve drivers, you got to give the win to Oliver Behrman in the Haas, 15th. He actually beat Fernando's times. <laughs> I'm sure Oliver... Isn't Oliver Behrman the one that idolised Button? Yeah. Yes, it was. Because he was stood next to him during a warm-up interview and saying that. <laughs> uh, so I do... I do... Like I say, I know the names of like. Yeah, you you follow you follow the reserve like a little bit more than I do. Because we still have one more F two left. It also followed a really I find a really funny incident that Isaac Hadjar had to change the power units, so Yuki got a penalty while not being in the car. 
Yeah, well, that's just that. Technically, it's Yuki's car. I know it's Yuki's car, but it still seems shit that <laughs> Yuki gets a penalty for the power unit change. Yeah, Yuki got a penalty for Isaac changing the power unit. <laughs> that's shit. It's shit, that, isn't it, really? It's just, it's the way the system works, isn't it? Because that car picked up the penalty. Yeah, the car picked up the penalty, so... Because so it's Yuki's car. That's car. Just the way it goes. Right? Oh, that's. <laughs> but it did seem to be a practice session. Actually, have quite a few little issues here and there. Mm. I don't know whether we're getting a little bit of end of season. But Alpha and Mayo, I think, struggled to put a single lap in. Yeah, yeah Poussier got four laps in, which I think. I don't think he actually got Ouch. any flying lap in. Because every time the car went out. He kept having to go back into the pits because he, he was triggering anti-stall. Now, I don't know whether that was him not quite knowing the car. I doubt that very much. The F2 and the F1, they're not too dissimilar. And I just, I reckon there were, yeah, I think we're seeing end-of-season Tevas. You know, end-of-season yeah. wear. Norris had this weird moment where the car came out of the pit box claiming it was in neutral doing about 18,000 RPM. Oh, that can't be good for your engine. But as as Dogsley pointed out, it claimed to be neutral, yet it was rolling and it was moving. <laughs> so so that, I don't know. So that sounded like that sounds like a software issue then for the gearbox. Yeah, it's as if it didn't realise the gearbox was engaged and decided to bang the clutch down and rev its tits off. Yeah. But either way, yeah. Leclerc driving round saying he could hear a metallic noise, which I still find amazing. Think that they're there with like balaclavas on helmets, everything around you thinks you can hear a slight metallic noise. A metallic noise coming from the engine, you reckon you could hear like a metal noise coming from the engine. I kind of, yeah, but I kind of get why you would sort of hear that, maybe. Yeah, no, just I because get, well, is just, that like close. I said, just because you've got that many layers of stuff on to so then pick up this little change in noise. Well, they'd be used to how the car sounds, won't they? Mm. They'll be tuned into how their car sounds. Yeah. And Science's car suffered, I think it was a hydraulic issue. Oh, dear. Hmm. I don't know. The end of your, your end results were pretty much... Verstappen continuing his run of trying to win every session imaginable. Yeah. From Albon showing good early pace. Perez, Lando, Leclerc. Should say album point zero nine five of a second off Max's time. I know never read free practice one times as anything, but no, but it was, it to, was to have the, that's weird because to have the Williams album's done this a lot. That will I know is very quick in a straight line. Yeah, but Mexico's the only where's the only decent straight in Mexico. First straight, second straight, and back straight are all fairly high speed. Don't forget, it's, Mexico is the longest start line to turn one of the season. Yeah, it's about 800 and something metres. Hmm. So that whole main straight you've got, then you go round turns one, two and three, you have another fairly long straight. Then once you've gone through yeah. all the twisty stuff, you've got another long straight before you drop into the stadium. Yeah. But, you know, that's about everything I think practice one picked up now i'm gonna to have to do what he did there because i never saw two and three i mean i believe 
I believe just, you did, so I can hand over to you for yeah, anything to report. I'm just having a quick well, I'm just having a quick look at the practice one and where were Mercedes? <laughs> well, Hamilton was eleventh and Dovgate was Vestry in the second car, so Well, yeah, so Russell it was nineteenth. Yeah. It was actually the last person to post a time. Hmm. I mean, so obviously practice two it was a kind of a quiet one. I mean it was late. It was a late one. It was like eleven at night, wasn't it, for us? Yeah. I mean the only stroll had a wheel nut issue like Bottas did in Monaco, but they eventually got that off the car. It didn't take them 46 hours to get it off. No, they managed to get it off, but... The thing I don't understand is, right, you've got cameras at the track, and I've... The human wall. Because, mm. basically, the cameras tried to get into Aston Martin, like, in the Aston Martin bit to see what was going on was yeah. going on and the mechanics just crowded the car hmm. I never understand why they crowd the why they've crowded the car if it's a wheel basically I suppose it's you don't you just you don't want teams to see anything because you might just have a slightly different design of wheel not to everybody else and they just don't want true but you think that would be standard all the way through the board hmm I mean, so Alonso looked not good at all. Alfa Romeo really seemed to go off the boil this weekend. I mean, Bottas was, un I'm going to say it, Bottas was underdriving the car. Hmm. He wasn't overdriving it, he was underdriving. Now, Bottas has experience of even getting Paul. Bottas mm. has had Paul at Mexico. Oh, yeah. I loved Bottas's helmet, though. I will say that. Well, the, just here for the tacos. Just here for the tacos and the moustache on the front of the helmet. I did like that. You know, Lant Mc... I know it's only practice, but McLaren again up there. Hmm. And, you know, Perez. Yeah, two two positions down from. Well, one position technically, one position down from first practice. Perez, yeah. I, oh, I don't know what it is with Perez at the moment. It just. Could be a little bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy to me. He's he's not performing. He's possibly pushing harder and harder to try and make up the fact he's not. And this is hard for me to, you know, how much I like the guy. And as a result of pushing hard, he's making more mistakes. Yeah. I mean, when we get on to the race. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was it, really. It was just a bit... Practice 2 was just a bit of a normal, mm. normal session. I mean, the Williams had dropped again. But I'm wondering if that was because it was l later on 
and could also have been doing like high fuel runs and stuff like that. Yeah, but maybe longer runs. Haas, they were there, but not there. Ferrari were not there, really. I mean, Danny Rick. Hmm. Who shoved the rocket up up his ass is all I'm going to say. He must have been listening to this podcast where we've been saying he doesn't need the deserve the driver loss and should have it. Because okay, yes, it was <laughs> you know first uh, first practice was he, he was in was yeah he was in the car and he was showing eighth you know second practice six six yeah six and. He wasn't. I don't think he was showing his true pace, mm. as we'll come on to a bit later on. And I mean, did he have a moustache on his crash helmet? No. I. I think he honest, did. It's not something I. I think he pay attention to. So. Yeah, I think he had a moustache on his crash helmet as well. But yeah, no, he he seems to have. Come back quite strong, but I'm wondering: is that a case of he likes Mexico, or is that a case of I'm now proving the doubters wrong here? Bit of both, maybe. You know, like I said, I do honestly. Because I mean, well, I don't claim that we are the pinnacle. I think a lot were thinking the same as us. Certainly, from what I'd read around, yeah, we were alone in. Wondering exactly why Danny Rick was being put into that car. Mm. And then, you know, we. I'm just going to go over to. Practice, free practice, free. Um, okay. It was a bit uneventful apart from Sainz and Stroll. Stroll. Uh, Sainz nearly collected Stroll in a spin. Yeah, I actually saw... Can you see the um, session, but I saw a replay of that later. Yeah, that could have been nasty. If Stroll hadn't booted it and got out of the way, that could have been pretty ugly. But, you know, science didn't just... I don't know what I don't know what it was with science in that session. He just... He wasn't on it. It just seemed like he was struggling. I mean, mm. for, even for science to get... I don't know if he got spooked or what. Um, but that moment, you know, that momentary like lapse of concentration, just whether he was putting the power down too quick on the curb, on the curb, excuse me, and it basically just span him. But I imagine the slick tyres and, you it's, know. it's also, you've got to admit, it's a course that doesn't get used a lot outside of Formula 1 these days. No, it's... So as a result, I think it was very dusty in places. Mm. Well, it was very dusty in places. You actually saw that even as yeah. late on as the race. And yet again, you know, Perez had good, fo- good showing in practice three. He's always enjoyed 
his own cigarette. And Mexico loves him. Don't we know it for the fact that Max had to hire, get bodyguards? Oh, one thing you didn't see. I just wonder if somebody. I wonder if somebody kidnapped him. Did you see Marco there? Because <laughs> I don't think I saw him. All right, either that or I wasn't looking close enough. But I just wondered if he got kidnapped or not. I don't even know if he turned up. To be honest, I never saw anything about him. Because usually, the, usually they show him. For some reason, the the TV have got hard on for showing Helmut Marco. Hmm. And I don't think they did. I don't know if they were basically, you know, I think it was a case of, right, let's not show him in case, because we know the fans will, you know, the fans at the stadium yeah. will see it and the uh, things maybe get turned ugly. <laughs> it could have, though, if they knew he was there. Hi. Uh... So, yeah, it was a case of, was he there, was he not there? Who knows? You know, the Williams, yet again, was strong. To be, what, 0. 0.007 off? Max's time. Russell seemed better form. Piastri, better form. Bottas, good form. Yuki was a better form. And then, you know, they had the old teammates of Lando and Danny Rick. Hamilton, don't know if he was struggling or if he was just long running it. But yeah, they're they're... on long runs. He's one of them. I mean, we were all also watching the Mercs carefully to see if a legal car was still fast. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's just like so Leclerc and Sainz were just. They were down. But... But wait. But yeah, there's more. Um, <laughs> it's just like, yeah. It was a bit blase, but it was interesting. And, uh, yeah, shall we get on to the the, the, the qualifying? In the... And if now, qualifying is one I actually saw, so we had a... Yeah, we might have a good discussion here. Um, so, according to the results, right, I'm just going to say this, according to the results, Sergeant didn't classify. Did he not get his lap time thrown oh, out? Oh, yes, he did, didn't he? Yeah, he did. I'm pretty sure he got, because I'm pretty sure Yuki's dead. Second one got the same. Yuki. No, Yuki basically uh, didn't set a time in second session. He was just there towing Danny. Towing Danny Rick around, yeah. Technically. Um, that's why, because he knew he was it's at the back. Anyway. So that's why I think he, he just didn't bother. Yeah. Um,. I mean, what is your view on this pit lane shenanigan, shall we call it? Um, number one, well, my view is it's not right, but the trouble is what? 
I mean, we decided we didn't want the cars travelling around the track really slowly. Where they get an opportunity to be wiped out by faster cars, which I agree with. So they come up with this solution instead. Now, the only thing I would suggest is if this is something we're going to allow teams to do, try and give the pit lane like a double wide exit system. And if you want to wait, at least leave a gap where cars can get past you. And technically, they could have gone slow lane. They could have gone to the slow into the bit well, of the slow get, lane. Because by rules, overtaking under a pit lane is not allowed. Yeah, exactly. So it's it, it's. <laughs> it's I mean, what was your thought? My thoughts are I don't like it, but I don't see many other options. The problem like is say, the I'm... problem is the FIA have created themselves a little bit of a monster. Because by doing the whole right, this is the lap time you this is a minimum lap time you have to stick to. Hmm. And Which I then, don't think that's the worst idea in the no, world. No, that's not yeah. That's not um the worst thing in the world. But then they've now got this other little problem of drivers. Um, sitting in the pit lane to create a gap. That's what was being done. But I don't, honestly, watching qualifying, I don't think whoever was putting the messages up of, you know, race control, this, that, and the other, whoever does the whole uh, prompt display information, could keep up. Because there was that many starting to get investigated. Because I'm sure I saw Alonso even Alonso's name up there. At yeah, one I think point. There was quite a lot got. Done. You know what I mean? At one point, there, there was, was a lot of station. Yeah, there was a lot of names coming up. Then it's like, I think you almost hit the situation like the game hits sometimes, where when there's a lot of things happening, it can't quite work out which bit it actually needs to be. Yeah. Focused on. Hmm. And that's probably what, what I mean? that was what was happening. It was just like, okay, who's breaking live TV? Now, as it was, there was actually only, I think, there was no penalties actually dished out for that, was there? No. And it that goes back to the whole them fucking up with Max back at, mm. where was it? Was it Singapore? Or was it Japan? One of them where the FIA then came out and admitted they were wrong. I think it was Japan. It was Mm. somewhere anyways. I think that's why it didn't get... um, a lot done. Yeah. In regards of it. And then... You had Hamilton being under investigation for not slowing for yellow, and Sergeant got it as well. He got noted for it, but I don't know. And then Sergeant to rub salt in the wounds, him and Yuki got 
under investigation for overtaking under a yellow flag. And I don't know the results of this. I think which... Yuki got Yuki got a penalty for it. <laughs> to just rub salt into the bloody wounds. I know Sarge, I think Sarge got the guy. I think I posted to you in the PlayStation chat that Sergeant got a penalty, so as a result, I'm pretty sure he'll have had to start back at Goda. Oh, was that that was the ten the ten players? Yeah. So that was basically what, five five players for each or just a ten for one? I can't remember to be I'm honest. I'm guessing they might have done they might have done the ten for ten for two. So five for mm-hmm. each, maybe. I mean, do we? I can't remember. Sorry, I know. Do we know what happened for Hamilton at all? Nothing, as I'm aware. A surprise. Um, But they get nothing for Verstappen either. So there's a surprise. I expect. I honestly expected. I was expecting Max and George to get a slam dunk penalty. If I was honest, (laughs) Max have probably still been able to win the race. Well, yeah. But it was just, yeah, it was just all all a little bit bizarre. Oh yeah, it was just a bit like pit lane shenanigans. It's like, look, you know, the FIA they need to either say, look, you can't do this anymore. But what? What? Or what? How do you say you can't do this? Like the the whole stationary in a pit lane. For, yeah, but the alarm, to, the alarm to practice starts out the pit lane. You have to stop to do that. Yeah, true. You know what, if a driver just claim, oh, I couldn't get a gear or something like that. Well, the, the thing is, they've got the data. They've got the data to I, prove it. I know it. they have, but you know what drivers are like. Oh, we know this. Drivers and teams have come up with some system. They put a program in that made the car not allowed to select the gear till they wanted it to. Yeah. But I suppose... Yeah, but Max was having the time that when Max was having issues with his gears mm. when he got fingered for last time. Yeah. But I just I don't know between if they're gonna do a gap, they should only al- they should only allow them to be stationary for about no more than 10 seconds, if that's Fair the enough. case. I'd say about 10. You have to, like, clock that. Well, they'll be it. They'll be it. They'll, they'll see that on the... You know, they'd see it on the camera. They'd see it on the, the cameras or whatever, the views yeah, somebody, that they get. They still, they still have somebody have to, would have to watch that with freaking stopwatches. Yeah. Because you know what the world of F1's like? No, I was only stopped for 9.8 seconds. I don't deserve the penalty. Well, yeah. <laughs> but they'd know by telemetry data from the time it moved to the pit box. I mean, the simple solution is they're not allowed to leave the gallery until they're ready to go, but that would be a simple solution. Well, yeah. No, as you say, it's only stage in the pit lane when you're taking a pit stop. Yeah, but there's no, there is no unwritten unwritten rule saying that they can't do that because they you know they can happily sit as as you know like during red flag situations or anything like that they have to sit in the fast lane 
Yeah, but you can you can soon specify that this is like only under qualifying. Red flags is a different. Oh yeah, I get that. Scenario. But what I'm yeah, but what I'm saying is, is if they're gonna try and do this, why don't they? Because they can't really do the whole fast lane, slow lane thing because of the equipment. Not all pit lanes have the ability to do fast lane, slow lane. No, because some pit lanes are quite thin. Monaco and stuff like places like that. Shouldn't say fast lane, slow lane, but... Well, no, because technically it is a fast lane and slow lane. The commentators have said it's a fast lane and slow lane. God damn it, why do we have to use an IndyCar terminology? They do the exact same sodding thing. <laughs> they have the fast lane and the slow lane. Is it a fast lane and slow lane? I should know I do watch IndyCar. I honestly don't. So. But, yeah, qualifying was just a bit... I don't know. It was just apart from the little bit of shenanigans. And the sudden arrival of Ferrari... This, well, not just the sudden arrival of Ferrari. I'm not going to... It's just that I don't think the drivers were ready for that. I mean, you know, you had Max on top. Danny was, what, originally second at one point? Was he second or was he third? He was about, he was, he was fairly well up at one point, yeah, I know what you mean. That's what I mean, he was up there, and that was without Yuki's assistance. So, either the Alvataris hmm. had some massive improvement, or he's just somebody, he's just asked somebody to stick a firework up, stick a firework up his ass, to, somewhat ignited back with him. Like we say, whether it's because of the proving people wrong who've been doubting him. <laughs> Looking at you there, Myers. <laughs> yeah. As much as I'm a you know, I'm a direct fan. No, but... I'll admit myself, we we've done this a few times. For that time Lawson spent in the car to me, I didn't see what was being gained by Danny coming back. No. Now it, I'm not gonna see. I'm not gonna say I changed my entire opinion based on one race. I will say that. If the rest of the season goes as well as that, though, then it could be a case he's proved a lot of us wrong. I mean, we know he's in the car next season, don't we? We know he's in the car next season. So I. I think we are still at the point where there's only Williams who haven't confirmed. Williams haven't confirmed. I haven't heard anything about it. No, neither have I. And, yeah, okay, Perez had a, an okay qualifying session. Well, it's one of his stronger ones the, as of late, Annie, yeah. And the biggest shock for me was Lando going out in Q1. I think that was a red bonus. That was a McLaren strategy issue, wanted to go on the wrong tyres at the wrong time. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, it was just like. It was just. It was such a shame for. He I wasn't. I mean, that is showing such great form lately. 
I don't know if Lando had been picking up tips off bloody Stroll, but he was not happy during his interview in the pen. <laughs> you could tell that in his voice. It's like, okay, I get the adrenaline still pumping for him, but give a little bit of respect to the media, for Christ's sake. And it's just, yeah, I mean, you know, Nico, like, but he, he was showing some pace and obviously ended up hammering K-Mag in qualifying. <laughs> the Alpine of Ocon just struggled. Hmm. Whereas Gasly didn't do too bad. Okay, it was only 11th, but I still think Gasly's pro trying to prove something. I think you I think you could. I think both the Alpine drivers. I think Alpine haven't had the season they wanted. And to be honest, do you know what I'm about to say here? I bet they wish they never, ever went the way with the whole Oscar Piastri situation. I bet they oh, yeah. never wish they'd done what they'd done looking at his form. Oh, yeah, yeah. Imagine what he did. Well, just... yeah, I know what you mean, but at the same time, you know, I mean, we said here at the time that. I mean, I still say, we said last episode about the way he conducts that, but at the same time, it's got to be proven that he's worked out for him. Oh, yeah, it has. I mean, it's, you know, honestly, I don't think Oscar... Uh, could sound wrong, but I don't think he would have won that spread in an Alpine. Oh, no, definitely not. So I think, yes, it's had, you know, the right choice. Yes, like we say, he didn't conduct. Yeah, but the problem was the reason why I don't think a reason why he didn't conduct the way things the way he did was in response to Alpine and them basically assuming that he was driving for them. <laughs> Even though technically Oscar was contracted to them. Yeah, I, I, the, I you know, without fully know what's going on there, we we probably never will. But... Well, it was obviously they announced it without asking him. Basically, that's why they got the response that they did. He wasn't consulted first, right? You know, he was on. You know, it was only said that, you know, making it look like yes, you are driving for us, hmm. rather than you know saying, "Will you drive for us?" Yes, you are contracted to us, but technically, you know, it, it was a case of you are driving for us, not will you step in and. Yeah. That's, I think, the reason why he didn't handle it as good as... And to be honest, I don't think he's overmanaged. I don't think his manager would have handled that too well either. And I think most of the way that Oscar reacted was probably a little bit down Webber as well. Probably, yeah. Because you've got to think, Mark Webber is his manager. Oh, he yeah. was not exactly the... Uh, a one to shy away from 
Well, typical Aussies. <laughs> typical Aussies, and that's why we love them. But that's what I mean. I think there was a bit of... Yeah. But it's it's done him well. Yeah. Okay, Hamilton. Yeah. Russell. Yeah. Perez was... I don't know. I don't know what I have. I don't know. You know, I, we both like Perez. But it's seeming... It, to me, yes, Perez is safe. But he's chucking away. I, yeah, I don't know what to go. Alex here, whether he needs... I think he needs to step back and relax a little more. I think he's a large chunk of it. Yeah. If I'm honest. It's just like he's doing the whole... He's, he just what... I don't want to say this, but I'm going to. It's like Danny at McLaren. Hmm. You know, Ricardo at McLaren just didn't seem to, to gel. Hmm. And Perez now, you know, Perez was on good form. I just think the, the so much pressure on him now. And because the media probably keeps spinning about Marco being an absolute twat to him, <laughs> apart from, you know, apart from the whole that issue. And, you know, he's probably feeling all right. Well, then he'd probably seen what has happened at Alpha Tauri with Lawson. And DeVries and all that lot. And he's probably thinking in the back of the mind, well, shit, if I don't perform... That could be him. Marco will do the same to him. But... At the end of the day... Checo's safe for another season. Yeah. Which I think he's the right choice. I think we all know, once he gets his head back together... Yeah, he he just needs to recharge, I think. You know, it could be the fact that, you know, you've got so many races as well, but... And with it being his home race... Hmm. There was, I think there was just so much pressure put on him. Yeah. So much pressure. And I get it. It's like Silverstone, you know, all the Brits get... It's like Max going to the Netherlands. Mm. Alonso and Sainz at Spain, sort of thing. You know, or Ferrari, Italy, stuff like that. It yeah. just get, it gets hyped up way too much. And, you know, the drivers will be aware of this. And, like, Perez knows how much he's loved. Oh, yeah. In Mexico. Yes, he's not got a bit... He hasn't got a big following like Max, you know what I mean? Where, you you know, Max can go to Zambot and there's just an absolute ton of the Orange Army. And then when Perez goes to Mexico, probably... The probably got actually... I would say he's got as big a following there. Yeah. If you take there. country size into account. Yeah. 
But I think that I think there was too just a lot of pressure put on him. But he should be used to the pressure. You'll think so by now. I just I can't I don't I hate to say it, but I miss the old Perez. Mm. I miss the Perez from the Oh, from the Force India days. From the Force India. You know, that guy could go from last to first. And he had some... from last having spun out on the first corner <laughs> to first. Yeah. You know, he's a, he used to have some incredible drives. It's just... I'm not going to say it's his age. I'm not going to say that. And I'm not going to say... younger than you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to say it's his age. It's... Just something's got into his head. It's the curse of the second Red Bull seat. Yeah, but this, the problem is the curse of the second Red Bull seat. You know, Perez has got... What? 20 points now. Separating him and Hamilton. I know, it's getting a bit close there. For second place in the Drivers' Championship. And now we're going to come on to the race portion where Perez is going to get mentioned yet again, but probably not right away, unless David wants to mention Perez right away. Well, if we take the chronological order, we're fairly early mentioned. <laughs> Did you see any like the, the, the build-up or the podium? Uh, the podium, fucking Jesus Christ. The, the national anthem. I saw the national anthem being done. Right. Yeah, that's about the point where James joined in. Please explain something to me. Go on. Because I sort of glanced down to my phone at the time. Why was the camera cr just literally focused on Perez only? And why was Perez stood on his own? Well, he was front and centre, wasn't he? He was yeah, stood by the the rest of the drivers. Because he's a Mexican and I, it was Mexico. I get that, but it was just a bit like... Pua Perez. Yeah, obviously, you know, they wanted the home driver oh. where everyone could see him. But they never had that last year. <laughs> it's just like... What the hell? Yeah, he did strike me as a little bit odd, did that, I must admit. Yeah, it was very odd, because they didn't do it last year. And then him on his own, and it was... The camera, while the anthem was going on, because I did happen to see, was only focused on him. None of the other drivers even got a look in. No, he kept flicking... He kept going... Well, no, he did, he ran across, because he had all the... I think it was the National Anthem singers. He kept spinning between them, but... Yeah, he was stood, like, right behind the trophy. Yeah. But all the dignitaries were behind him. He's obviously a bigger name in Mexico than even them. And then you had the drivers, because you could see the other drivers behind them. <laughs> I just, I didn't get that. It was just really weird. It was just, like... Why can't he be back with the other drivers, sort of thing? You know, they don't, didn't have didn't have bloody Max stood there on his fucking own at... Zambo? 
Not this year, but now they've seen that can happen. Yeah, they might do. <laughs> next, next year, he'll parachute in during the National Anthem. Just watch. <laughs> that would be fucking funny if he did. And hope he sticks a landing. He'd have to go double tandem just to make sure he doesn't yeah, get, get injured. shit on the way down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so obviously, as you know, you know, Yuki got the penalty for the power unit change. No, well, no, he didn't. Technically, he's reserved driver because of the power unit change. <laughs> well, yeah, but Yuki still had to carry the penalty. <laughs> and then, you know, we got the formation map. We got, you know, Blase formation Should I add in as well one very interesting? Um, Alonso was a hundred euro fine for speeding during the pit lane on his way to the grid. Was that? The was that for the form? Was that for the actual like grid? That was for going to the grid. Oh, so going to the grid where they usually like work on like stick on the. They, they do like one or two recce laps quite often, don't they? Just to make sure the cars. Mm. Yeah, well, he got done for speeding in the pit lane during that. <laughs> got a hundred euro fine. That's chump change, isn't it? I think it is. I don't think. To be fair, Brundle said it himself during the build-up. You can't, you can't start dishing out race penalties for that because they're not technically in the race yet. No. So that's just that's just a slap on the wrist. Dude. That's just, you know, you're a wally, don't do it again. Well, that's just a speed. It's technic- technically, that's a price of a speeding ticket in Europe, probably. <laughs> but it makes me wonder. I'm guessing he didn't have the pit limiter on then. Or he let it off a bit quick or something. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Let's get this out of the way. <laughs> Before it hurts us, Bob. I'll turn one. Turn one. You say it hurts us both, I mean... You're a big... Yeah, but you're a Paris fan as well. I am, yeah, and it was hard, but... You gotta give him credit, he went for it, he had a cracking st- both red balls had an amazing start. Yeah. And he went for the gap. Okay, it didn't quite work in this sat. I don't <laughs> think he could have turned in later. I think he turned in a bit early. Yeah, I think he did. I think he he did turn in a bit too early. And you know, Max was definitely they, they were squeezing that Ferrari. Weren't they just squeezing him? Yeah, it was a sim- we had a similar incident a couple of races ago, didn't we? Was it? Well, basically, it was the Hamilton-Russell incident could be seen as a, a very similar thing. Yeah. Where basically the car, in the, the car in the middle has nowhere to go. And the trouble is, it's all right saying, well, Leclerc could have backed off. So could but Perez. if you back off hard, oh, yeah. whatever, whatever car's behind you is coming through your rear wing. I mean, yeah, you saw how... You saw the the star. How many cars were just? They were alongside. They would. It was. Oh. It was a bit. This is what we wanted to see. Yeah, but it just. You know what that reminded me of. Go on. Seeing them go off the start line like that, kind of reminded me of uh, Magello, Magello. Ah, it made me think of. Can you remember? Was it Singapore a good few years ago? 
where Raikkonen, I think it was Vettel in the Ferraris, managed to squeeze Verstappen. Yeah. In a very similar method. Hmm. I mean, you know, the one thing that you don't like to see, though, is a cargo airborne. Oh, yeah, that, that's kind of so little suspension travel. That cannot be fun. Yeah, but he got a bit of height. Oh, I'm not surprised. That, I'm actually surprised the car made it back to the pit. Yeah. He was not happy, though. He was frustrated. Because you could see, you saw him take it out on the car, on the wheel. Oh, yeah. But no. Well, I think you would be in that situation. This is like saying, what of his home fans? Yeah. I mean, the word I'm going to use is maybe he could have chosen his battles better. Yeah, oh. Yeah, but. I know. Here at the moment. Yeah. I've said it before, we want drivers to go for gaps. Um. Yeah, it just I it, it's a shame for Perez. It was a shame, really a shame, a shame. for the shame for the it was almost a bigger shame for Leclerc. I think Perez did some very excellent interviews where he sort of played it down and I think Perez would have been on the same list as Dr. Marco. Uh, Leclerc, I mean, would have been on the same list as Dr. Marco. Hmm. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. I think so I think back to Alonso's comments after Zamvort of did did he think about going for the win, taking off Max and he said no because I wanted to leave the circuit tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that comment. It was it was it's tongue in cheek, but it was so well delivered, it was like Yeah. But Yeah, no, it I like you say, how the car managed to survive because of obviously something that we've happened. We've definitely had a very, the last few years we've had, so it seems to be quite a big increase in toughness. Because cars seem to survive knocks like that more. I mean, we're going to go into a car not surviving a minor impact in a little bit, but. Hmm. But. Yeah. I mean, it will. It probably will have damaged the rear suspension. There'd have been so either. Oh, you just gotta hope it hasn't damaged either the gearbox. Oh, freaking like a drive shaft, or even the engine. Oh, the someone. engine. It's the engine gearbox. Because as I keep saying, we're quite late into the season now, and teams are starting to struggle for spares a little bit. Mm. You really don't want to be losing components this late on. You may not have the ability to replace them. No. I mean, he. But he did get that back. That back wheel must have gone at least. What about five? No, it's five or six feet in the air. Got to say, about... I have another F1 car. Yeah. And it's. Did it crunch the front wing like? I don't think he did. No. I was surprised. Hole in the side pod, which I think it did knock the corner off Leclerc's front wing. Hmm. Which I don't think anything came of that because at one point, because the FAA were thinking of looking at him for driving for too long with a damaged wing, weren't they? Yeah. 
I actually don't think any because it fell off of its own accord eventually. Yeah. But no, it's just yeah to see a car to see the car go airborne though was is a is a scary thing. Oh yeah, because that you know, like I said, they've got so little suspension travel that's not good for the driver for the components for for anything. No, well, there is something I do want I do want to tell you, but it's not relevant to the podcast, so I will tell you during the other thing. Oh, okay. Um, and tune in. T- Tune into competitive multiplayer to find out what he was talking about. Yeah, into the competitive multiplayer series, and was it like what lap thirty three or thirty four? We had an incident with a Haas. It was thirty four because it was pretty much halfway. Hmm. Now we. There was a little bit of a pre-runner to it, whereas was it the lap before we saw K-Mag go off the road at the last turn and really barrel across the very, very rough edge of the track? Yeah. Then as he entered the S-Sex, and I'm sorry I don't have turn numbers to hand, basically looked like a rear tolling broke. And next minute he just... Spat the car very hard into the tech pro. Yeah. Did a lot of damage to that. That's another one that I think I reckon they could have lost a gearbox there. Because the gearboxes Both. don't tend to like being pumped around like that. Yet again, I am going to bring this up. What took them so long to chuck that red flag? I guess a lot of the time. What took them so long for the marshals to actually get to the car? Because you know, it took quite a while for the marshals to... Now, maybe it's a place where there's not a huge amount of marshal station. They would have to come from nearby. There probably, the... probably wasn't a lot of marshals, but they probably weren't allowed to enter the track until the safety car had been deployed. You know, the house was already well ablaze by the time anybody actually bothered yeah, to come No. <clears throat> well, it was, a re- it was a rear brakes, wasn't it? That had... Brake ducked. Yeah. And it's just, it's like, wow, what, yeah. But like you say, what took them so long to do that? You know, they could have instantly just... I, some... I often think with likes of, the, likes of the red flag situations, they don't like throwing them straight away. Because I think they're always kind of hoping that once the car sort of gets moved, that they might not have to. Yeah, but you'd think as soon as they saw that fire... Now, the fire is quite a minor thing in Formula 1 circles. Don't forget, the Apart- red flag wasn't because of the fire. It wasn't actually because of the car. It was because of the barrier. Yeah, it was because of the barrier, but... Once they'd moved the car, well, the, so were... the barrier was going to need some... We can't say the red flag wasn't because of the fire, because if we go back to Grosjean, there was a red flag. Instantly. That, you could tell you were dealing with a much, much bigger incident there, though. Yeah, I know. But I'm just saying, it was a red flag instantly whereas you you also had a there because it was first lap and so close to the start you had a medical car on scene immediately you had yeah but and there wasn't a technically there wasn't a barrier there was there there wasn't tech pro there no you know until they've they'll be waiting because obviously they'll have the pictures and they'll have seen where the car's gone in but they'll need to know right does that barrier need big repairs or is it 
it's all good to go with just a, a patch and a remove. Mm, but it did even when you saw it, when you saw the replays, you saw yes that the, the barrier was damaged. Oh yeah, and the problem is, yeah, the barrier is not actually broken as such, but you gotta think if a second car goes in in the same spot. There's less Is um, that barrier gonna perform to where it's supposed to? Well yeah, there'd be, there'd have been less uh just less resistance there than we yeah. You can't guarantee it would offer the protection it's supposed to. No. So the safest option is to get it properly sorted out before. Mm. But yeah, no, they did. They seemed to take a little bit. Like I say, the marshals, they wouldn't have, obviously, because they're not allowed out on the track until it's either a double wave yellow or a safety car. Hmm. Because you've seen, obviously, you've seen. Instance... So you would think double wave yellows would have been flown the second that car hit the barrier. Yeah, it was. There you was... fly double wave yellows immediately because you know that's going to be a bare minimum there. Yeah, and there was just there was a little bit of not inconsistency as such, just a bit of too much of a little bit of a delay to certain events. You know, as soon as he'd gone in the barrier, the way he did, safety car should have been out. Yeah, I would agree with you there. Like I say, I don't actually think they called the red flag too slowly. I think because we do maybe I'm in a minority here, but we don't want a situation where they're throwing red flags at the slightest little thing. No, but if they knew, like we said, they knew that the barrier needed repairing. Yeah, but until they got uh, somebody, until they got somebody in with experience, they might not know that. Cause not every marshal will fully understand the barriers. If that makes sense. It probably took an FIA official to go and look at that barrier and to say, no, we need that. Well, they did, yeah, maybe. Or they'd have seen it on the Yeah, it could have been. Because I'm, I'm assuming an FIA official will at the very least be in the medical car. Or the lads in the medical car will be well, considered well, senior enough to act. Well, technically, yeah, but one of them, one of them, depending on who it is now in the medical car, because I don't know who it is anymore. Um, will he'll be like an ex-racing driver? Hmm. But you've—I've seen it in the past. I don't know if that happened there, but I've seen it in previous races where, like, one of the FIA top table have gone out to inspect a crash site before, like, Dominicali or somebody has gone out to look at a barrier before he's allowed them to race again if they're not sure. Dominical is not FIA. Yeah, he is. He's only Formula is 1. It? I didn't think he was FIA. Well, F1 management then. Yeah. You know what I mean? Somebody from well, I that know, level. Yeah, but sometimes we, I know we have had race director go out at certain... T race directors going out to the sites at some point yeah, as well. Yeah, so that's that's what I I reckon what happened there was the, the yellows got waved the second the car hit the barrier. Yeah. But Safety car was deployed once the FIA obviously saw it on screen and realised it's more than just a wheel this out of the way job. Then yeah. once somebody with authority got to the site, will have radioed back and said, this barrier needs big repairs. Red. The red gets called. Yeah. it should. I don't know. I think that safety car should have been... It should have been... Like you see in other... There is other series... Maybe, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe they, I mean, they could have done. It. It's like I say, I just personally, 
The safety car could have been a bit quicker. I don't want him to be just pulling immediately. No, it's not the pulling the red flag. It's a case of it's the safety car could have been quicker there. Because he got out of that. I don't know what had happened, but he got out of that car. I, I think it was just a bit winded, one, because he did look a bit. I know he got up on south on the tech bro, like. And then decided to go and sit down behind it instead. I'm guessing how the how the sunlight would be cool. <sighs> I think he was just a little bit winded. Yeah, but... I've certainly heard nothing to suggest he was injured in that accident. I don't know because he he was just he was the way he was doing his hands. Unless he was, you know. He was, he was just doing a systems check. Yep, still there, still there. That's what I mean. Was he making sure his hands were okay and not injured or...? Well, to be honest with you, I can't, I can't remember if we saw the onboard or not, but any, anybody, any time you lose control like that, you let go of the steering wheel. Danny Vic proved why you do that. Yeah. If you feel the car going like that, you let go of the wheel. Because you, you're not going to do a lot to control it, and if it does hit a barrier, it can, well, you say... Danny, Danny Rick. Yeah. You can break break your wrists. Yeah. But that, of course, threw us a little red flag interval, which I don't know why. We always get good races when we get... I started to wonder if maybe we should start doing F1 races in two halves. Because <laughs> we always seem to get... A, a, I mean, it's another standing star, which is always good. Yeah, that was a bit... How long did the red flag last? wasn't long, was it about 20 minutes, something like that? Yeah. Uh, Less time than we spent talking about it, let's put it that way. Yeah, I, well, I didn't, like I say, because I only managed to get the hit side of things, you know, the, the cut between the two, mm. red flag period. Yeah, it wasn't very long at all. I think we lost about 20, 25 minutes in total. But luckily, there wasn't a lot of sorting out needed doing, because, like, it's not like they'd had some fun and games over what car should be in what position when the red flag was called. Because they'd already understood. That's the other thing, actually. Cause By doing the safety car red flag, you don't get that situation where they're trying to figure out exactly which car should be in which position. Well, didn't they put up on the screen what Yeah, they put the order, order? They put the order up. But what I'm saying is we've had it in the past where they've not been sure because of the way you have to count back. Oh, we've pl- we've been we've been playing shuffle. You know, previous. All I've got all I've got to say here is Abu Dhabi twenty twenty one. Yeah, but by doing the safety car first, it gives them a solid line. Yeah, because you just go to the safety car order, mm. and there can be no arguing there because there's no overtaking on the safety no. cars. And. So we got the restart, at which point Max actually managed to start well again, considering traditionally in Mexico, first is not a good place to start from. No. The front row is traditionally not good because you're giving a massive toe. To every bugger else. To all them buggers behind you. Yeah. But he managed to hold them off. As you said, in the second half, we had few different interesting tyre strategy options. Looking at you, Mercedes, for that one. Why? Well, what did they, they run the halves? They came out on the mediums, didn't they? Did they? Mediums, yeah. Half a race to go and they had them on the mediums. Yeah, they did. Sorry. I was just uh, trying to 
glance quickly across to my TV because uh, I've got it replay. It's replaying in the background. Yeah, they did. Sorry, are we disturbing you from watching it? No, it it just the it was a weird point because of the fact that you mentioned Mercedes and there's uh, Nor there was Norris going after um Russell Russell on Russell's on the mediums. <laughs> yeah, Mercedes chose with half risk on the mediums, which was a bold strategy, which actually play paid off for them. I'm not gonna lie, but yeah, and. I mean, you know, he had a few DNFs. Hamilton scored the additional point for fastest lap. Bottas On the last lap. Bottas received a five second for causing a collision. That was him and Stroll, Stroll. through the um, through the stadium morning. Mm. You don't see many overtakes through the stadium, and those two prove why. Yeah. You also had Alonso, who was a DNF. I yeah, I can't actually recall what happened to his car, I'm afraid. Stroll retired because of the collision with Hmm. Sergeant actually had a fuel pump issue on the very last lap. Because oh. you actually saw him peel off into the pits as the other cars were going around to the line. Yeah. And <sighs> Who got driver of the... Lando. Uh, Norris. Which you should mention Lando for well-deserved... I think, did he have something like 25 overtakes during that race? When you see there's only 20 cars on the grid. Yeah. It just goes to show, if he'd have got qualifying right, I think they'd have been a serious threat today. But... Well, that was the he thing. He got himself back up. You know, he was like... What was he, 19th? No. Uh, 17th, one after a couple of pit lanes. and he, Yeah, 17th. So from 17th to... To 5th. 5th. He's good going for Lando. Oh, well-deserved driver of the day. Oh, yeah. Lando did like a certain corner for going out. Him and George going on. Uh... <laughs> Where the hell was it? I don't know. Turn. I don't know. Turn numbers and names of Mexico. You. You. I think you mentioned it before Alpines. I did maybe laugh that both Alpines suffered with a very annoying Hass issue. Mm. <laughs> in that the Hass was just fast enough in a straight line. Yeah. So even with DRS, they couldn't quite get onto the back of him. Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious to watch lap after lap. You know, fair play to Danny, you know, seventh. Yeah, for Alpha Tower, that's a good result. You know, Yuki was 12, Gasly, Ocon, Albon. You know, Albon ninth. Still points for him. Oh, yeah. Oscar? Don't know, he didn't... Didn't have the best of races. No, he didn't. Now, maybe it's just a track he's not as familiar with. You know, he's... We've got to remember he's still in rookie season and he's done so well that it's easy to forget that. So you don't begrudge him. I mean, at the end of the day, he still scored points. Oh, I'm not complaining about it. I'm just saying he, you know, he... Uh... Which, is a, which, as you say... 
You think of where McLaren were 21 races ago. Yeah. If you'd have told them they'd have been scoring both cars in the points by the end of the season, I think Zach Brown had shook your hand and said, I'll take it. And, you know, we can't, you got, can't forget, you know, they're now, what, 20 points clear. Aston Martin, yeah. I think, yeah, I think about they? 20 foot, 20, 20 points. 20 points clear of Aston Martin. Yeah, so that's been the turnaround. But Aston Martin have been having the shockers. And not just from one driver. No. It's unusual to see. It, the problem was, it's like, it's unusual to see Alonso mess up. And stuff go wrong for Alonso. But it's crazy. Even though the construct even though the constructors and drivers have been wrapped up. No, that that's the wrong terminology, they've not. First place has been wrapped up. Well, first place. Yeah, but there is still a lot to play for and there's a lot no. of prize money involved in at this point, Mercedes and Ferrari have, are just going to swap places either way. Second, second or third of the constructors are technically secured, but not secured because either team will either go, one team will go second or one, or one team will go third. Because hmm. McLaren don't have a... Uh, McLaren can't catch. I don't think. Not with three races to go. Because McLaren's 256, Ferrari's 349, yeah. Mercedes is 371. So technically... Yeah, nice somewhere behind and technically, technically it's, ma it's mathematically possible. Whether they can. No, I think you'd be asking a hell of a lot there. That's what I mean. But, yeah, that's why I said, you know, the constructors is basically wrapped up for second and third. But it's which team out of them two is going to go second or which team is going to go third. Yeah. But it amazes me that I look at the constructor standings right in front of me. 731 points for Red Bull. Oh, yeah, I know. 731. And Max is nearly over the 500-point mark in the driver's, driver's standings. I know, it's mental, isn't it? What was that, his 16th? 16th win of the season. Win of the season? And I, and I was going to come down to what I was going to talk to you about, maybe later on, but I might as well come into it now. So, there's three races left as we sit here right now. Yeah. Do you reckon he can make it 19 by the end of the season? I love putting you on the spot with stuff like this. Yeah, but look what happened, look what happened when I said that last time. I know, which is why I love doing it to you. And Singapore screwed. Yeah, but we've not got, with the exception of Vegas, perhaps, we've not got another Singapore coming. I'm going to say he'll want to do it. Oh, the team, he'll want to do it. The team will want to do it. Yeah. Plus, it'll put them in a position where I think there's only McLaren previously have done the trick where they've won every race but one in a season. No team's ever whitewashed an entire season. That's a, a fact. Once 
McLaren did the only lost one, but it was when there was only about 12 races in the season. Yeah, where Red Bull could have... Red Bull, if if that car would have been on form, I... I want to say he probably could have done the entire season, but I reckon he'll want to win the last three. Hmm. I mean, is there anything you want to, you know, get out there quickly and wrap up? Uh, I... Your thoughts of the race. It wasn't the best one. It was certainly was a better no. race than Kota last week. Yes, I'll give it that. I'll give it that. As I said, gutted for... Perez. Perez, absolutely gutted for Perez. Balls on that, no, just... I think Norris deserved driver of the day. Yeah. And there is one more, one more thing... Yes, there is. We need to do. And I need to go like this. So as you know, obviously, we are doing the F1 Fantasy League through the official F1, the official Formula 1 Fantasy game on F1.com. Um, what an asshole. Alan, one of Alan's teams, actually, you didn't have a gun, did you? No, I think that's just bugging me for any chance of catching you, I really do. So what actually... Oh, right, okay. He had Danny Ricardo in that team. In his fun time, 82, he had Danny Ricardo. All right. Alonso lost me points. Guan Yu Zhou scored me two. But, yeah, Alonso lost me the points. That's the thing. I can't get why mine, because I only had one negative. Perez. Yeah. What? Why, what are you... Compared to me, or compared to... Just the fact that I only ended up fourth. Fourth? Because Alan obviously had Hamilton, Max, Norris. Alonso lost him, but Piastri scored him. He got minus seven on Aston. And 57 on McLaren. Mm. You off your last race. I, yeah, I think it was your Williams that Could did. I think it was your Williams that did you. Because Williams, what, was it 20 points for Williams? Something like that. Yeah, yeah 20 points for Williams, 45 on Red Bull. 48 and 14, 2 for Guan Yu Zhou. Whereas Alan on one of the one his team above, obviously minus seven on Aston, but he had fifty-seven on McLaren, but Alonso lost him. Max mm. he had a two times. Hamilton was forty one. And then forty eight and fourteen for Norris and Pierce. I think we all have our two times on Max at this point. It's a pretty safe bet. I've always had my two times on Max. Pretty much the same, yeah. But I only got second. Compared to his other his other team, I only got second. Mm. 
but what helped him was Leclerc and you know Leclerc and Danny Rick. Yeah. Alpine and he got a big points boost there for Mercedes. Mm. But it's just like I say, I'm I'm clear of him, but I'm not clear of him. <laughs> so his rough races is four four seven three. Yeah? I'm four yeah. seven five four. And I I've led this league for the majority of this season. And I want to continue leading it. Yeah, but none of us want you to continue leading it. Exactly. I know you don't. <laughs> but have I now pulled myself far enough from Alan? And the answer is <laughs> no. Hard to tell. I don't think I have. I just need the Mercedes to. I just need what I really need off that team is Hamilton to not like Hamilton to not actually score much mm. points because I think when you short be a little bit better, and I need Alonso to stop screwing up. <laughs> Uh, I think that's a uh, good point to finish. That uh, covers Mexico flowers, yeah. Yeah, so the next one is Brazil. Brazil next week. Spring weekend. This weekend. Yeah, sprint. And then we've got two... And we've got a week gap, and we've got, I think it's... A week? Vegas and Abu Dhabi back-to-back in it to finish. And then it's the end of November, so we've got to be finishing at some point, or else we're going to be racing. 16th, well, we'll be de- next year's December, racing into December. Um, yeah, mental. no, Brazil Brazil is the 3rd to the 5th. Yeah. Then we have the 16th. 16th to 19th of Vegas. And then is it 23rd to 26th what? for Abu Dhabi? They've screwed their dates up. Why? Yeah. No, little typo on the schedule page. This is 16th to, to the 18th. Well, no, because the Sunday's the 19th. Exactly, but they've screwed up. There's a typo in the upcoming section. All right. Then 24th to 26th, I'm pretty sure. And then the 24th to the 26th is Abu Dhabi. The Abu Dhabi is like a one o'clock race. Vegas uh, is like late on, isn't it? No, no, no. Vegas is early morning. Is it? Yeah, Vegas is at six AM. Oh, okay. Yeah, because quality is like eight till nine. Practice oh, their practice sessions are like half past four till half past five. Eight till nine. Half past four till half past five. Eight till nine on quality, and then like six AM race. It's right, real crap times for Vegas. <laughs> And we might as well say the Brazil. So these are obviously our times in GMT. Yeah, we're back in GMT now as the clocks went back. So it's like... Just after recording this. So it's half well, past... Well, I should have I should, I should put my clock back. I couldn't find the receipt. Hmm. So it's half past... It's a five o'clock race. On... That's not too bad. Yeah, five... AM or PM? Five PM. Oh, that's good. And it's like half six till half seven for a sprint. 
So it's basic practice one is half past two till half past three, qualifying six till seven. Uh, sprint shootout two till quarter to three. Well, they say 2.44 apparently, but I'll just say quarter to three to make it easier. And then half past six till half past seven, sprint race. And then the race is at five. So all fun and games, and it is going to be fun and games, because it's Brazil. Anything else you'd like to add? No, I think that's all. Have you got any thoughts, any last comments? It, it was an okay, it was, like I said, it was an okay race, but it wasn't one of the best, and shame for Perez. But... <laughs> We'll move on, basically. Yeah. So, obviously, thank you for joining... Well, joining? Thank you for listening. But joining us and listening to us ramble on and <laughs> stuff. Obviously, thank you to David for joining me again. It's a pleasure as always. It's great for you to have me. Obviously, you know where you can get your podcast from. Still on the same usual places. Still the same yeah. release times. And we'll see you for the next one. So, until then. Later, folks. Goodbye for now.